Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Instagram, Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines. And also, if you have any questions, comments, or even show suggestions, you can email me at btlpodcast213 at gmail.com. This episode is sponsored by Samify Crafts. If you're looking for that unique and special gift for a birthday, holiday, wedding, or any other event, go to samifycraftshop.com. They're your one-stop shop for all your gift needs. They specialize in custom gifts at an affordable price. Not only will you find great gift ideas on samifycraftshop.com, you'll also find all of your Beyond the Lines podcast t-shirts, backpacks, water bottles, tank tops, and other merchandise. So go to samifycraftshop.com to order your merchandise and gifts. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at samifycrafts. This is week four of Mother's Month. So now, let's meet week number four's Mom of the Month. So my guest today on week number four of Mother's Month is Rachel. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So this entire month of May, I'm recognizing a different mom each week. And so this week is your week. And I want to get your take on what it is to be a mom because each mom has a different story, a different journey. And I'm glad to have you on the show to share your story. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. So first of all, what is your job or career? I'm a director of social work at a large hospital. Okay. And exactly what does all that entail? It entails creating policy, overseeing a large department, working with lots of different people with different interests and kind of trying to collaborate and make things better for patients or patient care. Okay. So obviously that type of job, you're very, very busy, correct? Yes. Very busy. (laughs) So how many kids do you have? I have two kids. And how old are they? 17 and 15 year old boys. All right. And what sports or activities do they participate in? They play travel soccer, high school soccer, and then historically they've done track, just different sports through their years. But right now it's mainly soccer. They also work. They have school clubs, hang out with their friends, things like that. Okay. So through all those activities, how do you balance their activities with all the things you have to do on a daily basis? Luckily, they're very independent and they keep me on track as to what their activities are and what they need to do. They send me reminders, especially my younger one. He's more the most responsible in the whole family, probably. (laughs) I also rely on my older one drives, which helps get my younger one to activities. My mother's close and she helps quite a bit before they could drive. She was the go-to for doctor's appointments and getting them places a lot. Okay. So obviously, as you know, motherhood is a challenging, tough, and sometimes thankless responsibility. How have you evolved both as a mother and personally since becoming a mom? Mm, That's a good one. I think the best thing I did as a mom was stop listening to other people's criticism or input 
when my kids were little, they're very close in age, two years apart, boys, type A, I'm career oriented. I wanted them to dress a certain way and act a certain way. And my parents had expectations that didn't necessarily align with mine or society had expectations. And the best thing I did was drop all that and just go on what my husband and I think is right and allow them to be human and make mistakes I think I'm lucky because I have an understanding of development, being that I'm a social worker and I've worked with a lot of pediatric social workers over the years who've kept me grounded and reality-based and that they're going to make mistakes and they're going to have tough times, but that's all okay. It's part of their learning and development. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly going back to the point you made about not being influenced by what society may think, and particularly in today's world where social media rules so much, I'm sure it's tough to kind of guide your kids the way in which you want them to grow up and be, but yet also fighting that influence from social media and things like that. Absolutely. We just had a talk the other day about how what you see on the internet is not real. And what you're seeing is just a glimpse of what people are going through and what people are doing. And you know, I remember we grew up in a time when there was no social media. So we had a whole life and an understanding of the world that didn't involve the internet or having immediate access to things. So we can handle it differently, but these kids have no understanding of life outside of social media or having to research something in an encyclopedia. I remember the time my kids were little, Google it, Google it, mom, Google it, Google everything, you know? Look it up. It gives you a lot as far as access, but it also creates this false expectation of them of what their life's supposed to be like or look like. And they're the, and you can't win the social media war. There's no point in trying. Absolutely. You just have to educate them on what's real, what's not real, what to expect, what not to expect. Deal with those issues. Check their social media. I'm constantly like, excuse me, have you checked your son's page? Because you need to see what he's doing out there. <laughs> it cracks me up. Their parents are just like not looking well, it doesn't crack me up. It actually makes me sad. They're not looking. Right. I've spent many a day texting my kid, you better take that off your page right now. We'll talk about it later, but not taking it away, not punishing, but teaching them those lessons because it's going to be their whole lives. Absolutely. So as a mother, you have to wear so many hats. How do you go about wearing those hats yet finding some sort of balance? <laughs> I don't think about it. I just <laughs> do what I have to do every day. I make lists. I think that I tell my husband this all the time, like men don't understand. Maybe there are some men, but I don't know many because I talk to a lot of mothers. We, I think it was like a psychology class once I heard that women have 20 boxes all day, right? And in this box, you have your kids and in this box, you have what you need for school. And in this box, you have your dog and in this box, you have your laundry list and, then, and all your boxes and you're all day in and out. And men have one box. They just see one, I'm at work and this is what I can do today. I'm with my kids, I'm watching baseball. I'm So that old like men are from Mars, women, whatever that book was in the 70s, it's so true. So it's just innate, like keep lists, I guess. I keep lists and uh, I do take like lunch break is no lunch break. It's doing all my stuff for my kids, right? Right. Sick time is not for me. Sick time is for my kids. Unfortunately, that's the kind of stuff you have to make those decisions. Right. Do I take a day off because I need it or do I save it because I need it for my kid one day, <laughs> right? Right. So I'm going to touch on that men and women topic in a second. But parenting isn't as easy or straightforward as it seems prior to becoming a parent. If there's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before becoming a mother, what is that one thing? Oh, my God. There's so many things. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I learned this too late, is that you can change at any time. So if you're doing something and it's not working, change it. Do it different. Don't keep doing the same thing and think that it's going to get different. A psychologist told me that once that I work with. 
change your plan. What's the big deal? Try something different. Right. I think a lot of times as parents, we get stuck in this cycle. Well, this is the way I want to do it. And this is how it's, even if it doesn't work, these are humans. These are little humans. They're not, this isn't 1950 where it's like be seen and not heard. Kids have no opinion. It's a different world. And so just change your plan. If it's not working, Absolutely. that's what I would say. Men and women see things differently. We think differently and we even handle parenting differently. If there's one thing that men, fathers, or husbands truly don't understand what it's like to be a mother, what would that be? I definitely talked about it with the boxes, like, and that can lead to a lot of problems in co-parenting, whereas like I have all these thoughts in my head that I may not have relayed to my husband, but I think he knows them just because <laughs> I know them, right? Right. Now, and 20 years later, he's like, well, what are we doing this weekend? So I can tell him, you know, as so much going on all day in our brains, and it's not anxiety, and it's not mental health related because that's come up for some of my friends it's just how we get it all done especially working moms accept it right i would say and and try and just improve the communication i think men generally the women i know feel like we do it all and they're just along for the ride <laughs> absolutely i had a couple of moms on before and one of the things one of the moms said was women feel like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and you know what's crazy and I know this isn't what you're talking about today, but as we age, it gets worse because my parents are getting older and they've been in the hospital or whatever goes on in our family. We're still children and mothers, and this it's going to get worse as we get older because we're going to have 80-year-old parents and 30-year-old kids dealing with weddings and children and their own issues, divorce and addictions and all these things that happen in Absolutely. aging parents, right? So. so let's play a game of word association. You give me the first thing that comes to mind, and there's no wrong answer, okay? Okay. All right. Motherhood. Babies. Time management. Clock. Sleep. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Life. Uh, I thought of a heart. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head. Happiness. I, I thought of laughter. Okay. That's fine. So finally, what advice would you give to moms with young kids when it comes to balancing work, life, and kids? I'm going to give you advice that I am a feminist. But you might not like it. Shoot. You cannot have it all. You cannot have it all. And don't even try. That's a falsehood that they've sold us from the beginning of this woman's movement when our mothers were in their bras and put their daughters in college and said, you can have it all. You cannot have it all. And I think that sets us up for a lot of failure. You can do the best you can every day. But if you think your house is going to stay spotless and your kids are going to look nice <laughs> and they're never going to get crappy with you and you're going to be able to afford everything, you can't. It's baloney. So just do the best you can. Just do the best you can. Well, Rachel, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experience and your story. Thank you. And not only do I want to wish you Happy Mother's Day, but Happy Mother's Month. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for being here. Once again, I'd like to thank Rachel for joining the show. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you share it with a friend. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that you subscribe. Please tune in next week for the fifth and final week of Mother's Month, where I'll be talking to a very special guest. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Mm-hmm.